What's up, everybody? Welcome to IGN wow. Gamescoop. I'm your host, Damon Hatfield. Did I spike you there? Yeah, no, I just didn't know we were starting. <laughs> I don't know if you started. saw this, but my shirt was off. We have started. My, I'm your host, Damon Hatfield. Joining me this week is Justin Davis, Scoop. Sam Claiborne, hey. and Tina Amini, hey. and Ricardo O'Skeleton is here. <laughs> He's been chilling since Halloween. He wanted to come by and say hi and wish everyone out there in Scoop Nation a happy Thanksgiving. There he is doing it. Yep. I feel He's kind of giving Wait, Why is his hand backwards? Because <laughs> it doesn't turn. Aww. He's just a skeleton. He's a mere the skeleton. Traditional Thanksgiving just greeting. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> muscles and ligatures to allow him to turn. Yeah, yeah. True. <laughs> Maybe when he was alive. <laughs> what if I go around this way? We have nope. a great nope. show for you this week. Uh, we're going to talk about some game of the year stuff. We're going to talk about some product placement in games. How do you feel about it? Where does it come from? Is it a good thing? Is it a bad thing? We'll talk about that later. But first, <laughs> what's happening? Ricardo, come on. Ricardo. We talked about this, Ricardo. He said, if you come back to the show, you need to behave. Okay. It is Thanksgiving week here for us in the U.S. Uh, we're going to have a couple of days off later in the week. And uh, Did you guys get your Thanksgiving skeletons up at your house yet? <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> it, it is traditional in, in, in many families as they're gathered around the table for Thanksgiving dinner to share what they're thankful for. And I thought we would do a, a video game version of this, one sort of variation on this to sort of organize and gamify the gratitude sharing. Is So one person will share something that they're grateful for that starts with A. Next one will share something that starts with B and so on. So I think we would do that with the games we're grateful for listing uh going from person to person listing a game that starts with that letter of the alphabet okay wow. and we're gonna we're gonna randomly generate who starts okay so i pulled up a random number generator from one to four justin you're number one got it i'm number two sam will be three and Tina will be four. Oh wow in order i like so, it good system let the so generation random. begin two that's me wait so that means i, I need to come up with it a D right away. <laughs> you don't know that. It's randomly generated. No, but now we're going. No, we're going. This oh, way. I see. Yeah. Okay, yeah. fine. The random gener- number generator has done its job. We will put it to sleep now. Shit. I had uh, an A, B, and C. I can't think of any <laughs> game that starts with D. We'll get you there. Uh, I'll, I'll get us started with Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Assassin's Creed Odyssey. That's really good. Uh, I'm going to yeah. go with uh, Balloon Fight. Good one. Great game. Okay. NES black box game. Oh, mine was one that Sam hates. Oh, which no. is- do, wait, do we describe things about these games or yeah, do I just we, say Balloon feel, Fight? No, feel free to like mention like why you're... I have nothing to say about Balloon Fight. It has it great music. It depends on how thankful how about you are. Do, do, do. It has do, great do, music. Do, 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 do. Yeah. Um, Counter-Strike for me because I played a lot of it. Okay, I didn't say I hated Counter-Strike. I I said I've never played it and I'm surprised that Tina has played it a lot. Sam hates Counter-Strike. No. It is known. No. (laughs) Don't at me. (laughs) Did you play Counter-Strike Go? Uh, I didn't actually. I heard it was good though, right? People like that one? I've never played it, but I think people like it. It's still an esport. Good to know. All right, Justin, a D. Well, I, so, okay. <laughs> do you want mine? I yeah, do you want, want mine? mine? I don't, I can't, you I'm won't trying, like mine, actually. I'm trying to think if there's a game with Dead in the title that I really loved. Okay. I, you know, wasn't a huge fan of Why'd Dead you go to Dead? Your mind was I'm trying to get to like a, a D game. We're still coming off of Halloween over here. Did you say what? Dad or Dead? Dead. 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 Oh, I did like Octo Dad. That's <laughs> that doesn't count. Nope. Dad, comma, Octo. <laughs> <laughs> what about games that start with Duck, Justin? Oh, yeah. I did like DuckTales and Duck Hunt. Or Dino. Or Dino. I played a different DuckTales than everybody else because the NES game, you know, you're pogo sticking. That's the classic one. And then I had a PC DuckTales game that was a completely different game. Is it an adventure game? Yeah. Like point and click? No, like uh, it's still just like, you know, you're sort of going on a 2D adventure. Holy crap. Yeah. That sounds cool. And I didn't realize until, you know, like 
my adulthood that when people are talking about DuckTales, like they're not talking about the same <laughs> game that I grew up mm-hmm. playing. All right. Okay. That works. Um, <laughs> He's planning his next Yeah, letter. I have to. <laughs> then uh, for E, I'm going to go, I think Justin will appreciate this one. I'm going to go with Every Extend Extra Extreme. Mm. Oh, that's a lot of E's. E4. Yeah. That game was good, great. Good one from the, the glory days of Xbox Live Arcade. Great puzzle game. All right. I'm going to go, uh, we're going to switch F and G. Why? Because I just thought it'd be you funny like to throw G you off. Better? Oh, no, I, I can do it. No, no, I, you I know a, I wrote I this out in advance. <laughs> I have a Final Fantasy one, the first for NES, best and only Final Fantasy game. But I know ten is supposed to be good, but I've never played it. Yeah, it is. You good. think that's the fir- the best Final Fantasy? Still, to this I day? think it's. I think they've gotten worse every game since then. Wow, like worse, worse, controversial, worse, 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 wow. worse, worse. You don't believe that? <laughs> Why not? You can so believe that one's just... the best, but you don't believe that like six is worse than two and three. And I think like, they're just getting worse one. at developing. Final Fifteen Fantasy is worse games. than eight. Six has too much story. <laughs> All right, moving along. <laughs> but five has just enough story. Four has even less story, and I like it more. But did you know that when you level up, I do like six a lot. When you level up in the first one, you don't get all your health back. (laughs) No, you do not. That game is unforgiving. The monk fights better unarmed. Mm. Mm. That's the black belt. So G. G. I went with GoldenEye 007, which I've talked about on Scoop before. It was a no-brainer. Yeah, that's a good one. Isn't that weird? That game doesn't start with James Bond. It's just called GoldenEye 007. There are games that start with James Bond. It's like Tomb Raider versus Lara Croft Tomb Raider. Mm -hmm. We've been going through the alphabet today we lot. have been <laughs> that's what we do every morning here at MGM. <laughs> like what a... games are per alphabet <laughs> i can't think of any games that start with h again i feel like i have the hard letters what about halo there is a... oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know what i'm gonna get out my phone i think horizon zero dawn yeah i'm gonna go with halo 2 hattress that was what mine was Halo 2, okay. Yeah. That was the... Wait, that's not literally the first game I played online. I think the very first game I can ever remember playing online is Warcraft 2. Nice. But Halo 2 is the first game that was a big part of my online gaming. Like, every evening it became a part of my routine, squatting up with a crew. Wow, that, that gives me I, huh? I is a tough one. Are you um, Indiana Jones? Indiana Jones. Well, I liked Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, the mm-hmm. arcade game. The arcade game. That's a very cool game with ice uh, samples. Climbers? Yeah, I, I don't really care about ice climbers. Okay. Are you an infamous player? Uh, I played it from a second son. It was, Not it was okay. It what was about okay. games that start with Indigo? Like Indigo <laughs> Prophecy? Yeah. I thought that was okay. That's a David Cage. Are you impressed yeah. with how good we're doing at this game right now? Well, you are. You have a list of games right in front of no, you. No, I don't. What are you talking about? <laughs> uh, wait, we may what? have consulted a list before. What game did I say that I liked that starts with I? Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones and Temple of Doom. Arcade. Oh. Okay. Okay. Oh. This so, is so easy. It's Jackal. Here? I Here? here? Uh, Jack. <laughs> but there's also Joe and Mac, right? That's a tough one. Joe and Mac, Caveman and just, uh, oh, yeah. Jackal. And then uh, I had Jaws down, which I hate. And then I think Jeopardy is <laughs> really funny for NES. But the award is going to go to Jurassic Park for Super Nintendo. Mm-hmm. Superior to the Genesis I couldn't have version? been more into Jurassic Park at the mm, time, and yeah. it came out. I don't think it is superior. It's just mm, like that was that's the game. Just your game. It was a Zelda-like mixed with a Doom-like, and I'm very thankful for it. I think I played it over Thanksgiving. Cool. The correct answer was Jet Set Radio. Oh, I missed it. Yeah. <laughs> I never played that game. Um, K, uh, I, in going through K, I forgot a lot of games that started with K, and mm. uh, they're very specific, like Kingdom Hearts. Mm-hmm. But then I remembered Kingdoms of Amalur, The Reckoning, oh, wow. and I really liked that game. I totally uh, yeah. forgot about it. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be my K, yeah. bringing it back. It was so dramatic, mm-hmm. right? Like, all oh, the canceled MMO, yeah. and then the lawsuit. Yeah, yeah the yeah. news around it was really dramatic, yeah. And the game was really good. Mm-hmm. Damon, can you think of two kid games for the NES? One's a giveaway. Uh, it was Kid Icarus. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kid Nikki, Radical, Radical Ninja. Ninja. <laughs> <laughs> um, I liked Kid Chameleon, too. 
Kid yeah. Chameleon is also There's also Kid Cool. <clears throat> um, Tina, I thought you might have gotten a little more recent with uh, Katana Zero. Oh, yeah, that's that right. Out this yeah. Or just not recent at all with King's Quest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I played King's that Quest 5 one. on King's NES. King's Quest 5, me too. Why was that on NES? I don't know. So confusing. Pretty good. Uh, I need right. help with hell games. L? Lemmings. Lemmings. Lemmings is good. Left 4 Dead. Lion King, oh, yeah. Left 4 Dead. L.A. Noir. Never got into the Left 4 Dead games. Aw, you're missing out. Yeah, I don't dislike Did them. you play L.A. Noir? Ladybug. Ladybug. Oh, Load yeah. Runner. Load Runner. Uh, there's Uncharted Lost Legacy. Nope. <laughs> Does not count. <laughs> Super Mario Bros. Lost Levels. Uh, the Lost Vikings we would accept. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Lost Vikings is yeah. really good. Mm-hmm. None, well, of those well, jump, none of those jump out to me in particular. I know you're a big League of Legends player. You didn't like Lemmings? I like Lemmings just fine, oh, but yeah. am I thankful I for Lemmings? Justin, I you am. did play League, right? I have played a little Dota. I've never, I don't even mm. think I've ever played League. Mm-hmm. Any of the Lego games? Yeah, that's a good point. Mm. I really liked Lego Harry Potter mm-hmm. and Lego Indiana Jones. That was one of the last games my mm-hmm. wife and I co opted through together See, that's several years ago. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you're right. Is there a um, Lord of the Rings game you like? I think, the, I think the Lego games fell off once they started having, once they stopped pantomiming scenes from the movies and just started having audio I from agree. the movies. And I'm like, that's Lego Lord of the Rings. There you go. Has a lot less personality. I think the peak of Lego for me was Lego Harry Potter 1 and 2. Those mm-hmm. are great. Really excellent. All right. So for him, this is pretty easy. I'll go with Mega Man 2. It's h- tough. Mega Man's versus Metroid's. That is true. Yeah. Well, But, but also Mario but, Kart. And Mario Kart. <clears throat> yeah. But it's Super Mario Kart. It and is Super Mario Kart. Mike oh, Tyson's Punch-Out. And there's Mike Tyson's Punch-Out. That's also good. But in, Mega Man is what first came to okay. my mind. Okay. That makes sense. On brand. Then I'll In. start over with another M game that's better, which is Metroid Prime. <laughs> okay. But your actual end choice is? I never had an end choice yeah. uh, when we were talking earlier, and you, I don't like you, most of the Ninja Gaiden games. New Super Mario Brothers. Oh, yeah, I did have that. You, well, but you don't like I don't those like those games. Yeah. No. Uh, so I'll have to go <laughs> with A Nightmare on Elm Street. <laughs> <laughs> that counts. That's like the getting, other. The yeah. other. Is that true? Is that true? But, oh, so, but that game's terrible. But so is New Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's all I got. <laughs> And what about Nemesis, the Japanese uh, name for Gradius? Life Force? Life Force, okay. Well, no, I'm sorry. It was Gradius because Salamander was the Japanese version. I really like right. NES Open Golf. That's a good one. Yeah. Okay. But I didn't know what to settle on. Nidhogg? So. That was going to be mine, yeah. I think. Nidhogg's great. <clears throat> what about the uh, Nintendo World Championships cartridge? Sure. You're grateful for it. If you're, if you're thankful for it, sure. I'm thankful for it because somebody's going to give me one someday. Wow. Nidhogg? Give got- you one. Yeah, why not? <clears throat> why not? I'm deserving. <laughs> we got a lot. Nidhogg got played a lot in this office. Yeah, that's yeah. what we were just talking about. Mm-hmm. Nidhogg 2, though. Nah, eh. not really. Hate how it looked. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, oh, oh, I will go recent on that one mm. and say Outer Worlds because yeah. I've been obsessively playing that one. Yeah. That's but Outer choice. Wilds would also be acceptable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Outer Worlds, Outer Wilds are yeah. both great. Yes. Uh, Eric Song today called it Outer Realms, and I had to, <laughs> we had to make a little correction there. Yep. What about Oh Boy and His Blob? No, that's, that's not how it, that's what it's called. <laughs> that's what the sequel's called. Remember how there was that other A Boy and His Blob game on Wii? And it was yeah. like really good looking and nice? Yeah, it was way forward that made it. Uh, yeah, we <coughs> shop got a few sequels like that. Yeah. yeah. You could say Octodad that was now. Yeah. Now, you can, well, now you can say Octodad. Say it, say it. Wait, wait. Octodad. Are you on O? Well, no, I was O. You were O. But like in the discussion <laughs> yeah. realm, you can say Octodad. Octodad's one of the few games to get comedy right in a way that's not just like kind of aping the same mm. things that make movies funny with like funny written scenes mm-hmm. and funny gameplay which is hard to do uh so p p well i'm really excited about the play date coming out next year the little hand yeah. that's cute crank. i like that one yeah. love that that's a thing that yeah. could exist excited now. though thankful 
I don't know, Justin. Well, I'm thankful that like something it, new and weird. Yeah, something new and weird, and you know, is already a financial success that like video games. Mm-hmm. I've said it before, can support all kinds of diversity of experiences. Uh, I really like this. Is such a weird deep cut. I liked Parodius a lot from. I mean, Konami. sure, yeah, yeah, the Gradius parody. Uh, so gives me Q. And uh, we were talking earlier, obviously, keyword is the choice that sticks out, and Sam also mentioned kicks, but I thought of another one. I'm going to go with Quirk for Game Boy. Yeah, the Your Tomato. Your Tomato. Game. It's a puzzle game, Your Tomato. And I only mentioned it because I had it for my Game Boy, so I, you know, when you're a kid, you just play whatever you have. That game so. was made by Acclaim, and Acclaim at the time put out a, uh, a TV show, a cartoon TV show with Kuros from Wizards and Warriors and Quirk in it and a few other just rando characters <laughs> cool. in their catalog. It was like a knockoff Captain N. Cool. R? Yep. Doing R? Yep. Uh, you said River Raid for R, right? Yeah. Um, I said River City Ransom, mm-hmm. so that would be the River Games. But now I'm thinking Rainbow Islands, the story of Bubble Bubble Part 2. <laughs> Good. Which I'm thankful for because my neighbors owned it, and it's a game where you throw rainbows and you climb, mm-hmm. and it's really, really cool, but you're never dinosaurs in it. You're just little boys. You didn't even mention Red Dead. No. I want you to describe okay. every game with <laughs> as being you're never you're never dinosaurs. You're never dinosaurs in Red Dead. Too. Yeah, and Red Dead too, you're, you're never true. dinosaurs. Maybe in a mod. Yeah, but in the Genesis version of <laughs> Jurassic Park, you can play as a dinosaur. And so in Halo 2, you play as Master Chief. Yeah, you're never dinosaurs. And you are never a dinosaur. No, no, you have no idea. You guys don't know that. <laughs> that we don't know these... Uh, a humanoid bipedal dinosaur. <laughs> yeah, like a, that's a velociraptor. Hmm. I don't know if I would call it humanoid. Get good, Damon. Okay. <laughs> so you'll you'll yes. notice a running theme. So right um, with no with mine, which is I, I was going through alphabetically, so a lot of mine are like the letter and then A or E yeah. because it's earlier on the list, and I was scrambling to remember <laughs> what the hell I've played. But I stopped at Saints Row Three because the third the third the game's great um yeah because it's a good game and i was like i don't need to scroll anymore but i feel like s is a heat hotly debated yeah super maybe something every yeah. every super game any super anything <laughs> yeah. super metroid yeah, yeah. For super sure. punch out super girls and ghosts and all the super marios that super mario justin, world i guess justin t oh it's gotta be tetris tetris oh, nice. <clears throat> we got our nes when i was five or six mm. um as a family gift mm. um and it came with Super Mario Brothers 3 and Tetris. So I guess it was a little late. It must have been, you yeah, know, 90, yeah. Um, And I opened it up and I it was like, guys, you know, Mario's so cool. It's awesome. He's got a tail. And then, like, I didn't understand how to play Tetris at all as a child. I'm just like, it's weird. And there's blocks. And I, like, I didn't understand the premise or purpose of the game or how to win. Mm. Um, but obviously, as I got older, my appreciation for the perfect puzzle game sure. grew. Sure. All right. For you, I'll go with Um Jammer Lammy. Aw, that's cute. Yeah. No Uncharted? I mean, I like I like Uncharted 2 and 4 a lot. I but, thought you uh, were going to go with The Uninvited after that box art. I actually don't like the game The Uninvited. <laughs> Not nearly as good as Shadowgate. Yeah. Shadowgate is what I would have picked for S. Um, I am totally drawing a blank for V. V. Help me out. I need a, uh, a vindicators, <laughs> the arcade v, volleyball. V, v. V, 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 v. Oh, yeah. yeah. We talked about that. That's the right. game. Is yeah, that, I mean, I'm not thankful for it. Yeah, oh, I love that game. Mm. Um, I reviewed it. I didn't give it a thankful though. I gave it a six something. Wow! <laughs> Isn't there a new VR game? Maybe give it an eight. Oh, something. Vader Immortal. Oh yeah. I yeah. don't know if you're thankful. Yeah, for it, I might start. So it was we're Star on like Wars. episode three. Yeah. Wasn't there another V? <clears throat> This is a good uh, vampire game. Venture? Oh, yeah, yeah, Vampire Masquerade. Yeah. Isn't there just Venture. a really old game just called Venture? Yeah, the arcade game. That's a really cool one. Mm. NES Black Box Volleyball. Okay. Cool. Valkyrie Chronicles. Oh yeah, Valkyria. Yeah. I've never played those games. Um. What are we at? W? W. World of Warcraft, hands down. I spent World too many years of my life not to put it on the list. Wow, it was so great. Yeah. 
was. What? You still play it, don't you? No. I uh, come back every other expansion. Oh, uh, I think you were then... doing Classic for some reason. No. I, 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 I'd like to, but it's something that I just have to admire from afar now. You got a tough one. X? Justin, it's X. Um, oh, I had something, and now it's gone. Xenoblade Chronicles. Yeah, I never played it. I mean, I, you know, I like those games. <laughs> X-Files for PlayStation 1. <laughs> <laughs> um, SSX, tricky. No, no you keep cheating. No, it's fine. No. I don't BMX, triple X. Yeah. S is really stacked, though. There's the classic arcade, arcade game, Xevious. Xevious. And Xenophobe. Yeah. Xenophobe is great. Did like Xevious. Mm. Okay. We're sticking with Xevious. Okay. Wow. For Y, then, I get, uh, I mean, there's all the Yoshis. Ease. There's, there's, a, there's a famous pizza-themed game that starts with one. Yonoid. Yonoid. <laughs> <laughs> I've never played Yonoid. Um, I, oh, I'll go with uh, Yoshi's Island. Okay. Because that's, that's the name of the game, right? That, that counts? stuck with I got it. Zelda 2, The Adventure of Link. Perfect. Perfect. Flawless victory. <laughs> there you have it. some flaws. <laughs> a Mortal Kombat friend. Yeah. Uh, all right, there's a yeah. few games oh, yeah. that uh, we feel thankful for. That was fun. Maybe some notable games we left off that list. No, nah, just a few. I think that was very <laughs> comprehensive. <laughs> uh, let's move on. That's a game I'm thankful for. Uh, uh, was it Jackal? It was Bad Dudes, again. Why is it always Bad Dudes <laughs> when I think it's Jackal? It was still up on my computer when I was grabbing music today. I got uh, shamed online for not knowing Bad Dudes. Wow. Some people learn that there's a Bad Dudes, bad dudes uh, shared universe and Karnov is in it. Yep. Oof, he's a boss, right? Yeah. He's on top of a train or something? I don't remember. Yeah, something like that. It's impossible. Let's check in with listeners. Hey, listeners. Listeners, remember you can always reach us at the email address, gamescoop at IGN.com, just like Andrew McDade in Virginia Beach, Virginia did. So I've been watching or listening to the podcast religiously for over a year now, even though I haven't played video games since high school 11 years ago. Whoa. Wow. But I love the insights and chemistry that you guys have on the show, and Video Game 20 Questions is seriously the highlight of my week. <laughs> Ricardo, are you doing okay? He's <laughs> playing. Um, hey, heading into the weekend, like, well, I can't. Yeah, he's exactly. doing the. He's like rounding <laughs> his. He's fixing his spine. He's yes, rounding and, it out. And, uh, yes, yes. Andrew Cat says, cow. my question is this: I have two boys, ages eight and five, who have gotten into gaming this past year on their tablets. But I remember playing games together with my siblings on consoles like the N sixty four. I'd like my kids to have the same experience this Christmas without breaking the bank. Is the Nintendo Switch the obvious choice? Like everyone says, should I get them a gaming PC to hook up hook up to the television? I need your help. Good question. I think the gaming PC is a little dangerous. Well, and also like maybe Justin can shed a little bit more light on this, but it doesn't like at the low end of a gaming PC is like $500. Yeah, you can get a gaming PC for 500 bucks. I don't know if that I'll get you one for half that. Breaking the bank though. So my thing is like the Switch is the obvious choice, but with the asterisk of like if it's going to be two boys playing together, mm-hmm. then a Switch Lite doesn't cut it, right? Yeah. So that means you're getting a $300 Switch, mm-hmm. which means that the PS4 and Xbox are actually cheaper. Mm. You can get an Xbox One X for 150 bucks right now. or with, with three uh, games. Yeah, well, <laughs> two games. And then the PS4 for 200 bucks for three games. So, mm. Wait, How much are Switch? Switch is new? A new Switch is 300 bucks. So there's no Black Friday deal for there's it? Just the Black Friday deal is it's, a, it's the old model Switch with the worst battery life and Mario Kart for 300 bucks. Mm. So, what do you think if they sold through all those old switches, which are barely marked, then they would just have the regular ones? The Black Friday switch deal is bad this year. Mm. Okay, um, card is a great game for two brothers to share yeah, and play. That's true. So you know, I don't know what your budget is like. The Switch is the obvious choice. You know, Mario Kart, Mario, Zelda, like they're kids' family classics and will be till the end of time. 
Except mm. you're going to get, you have to buy the bigger switch to play on your TV in order to play cooperatively or competitively as brothers. Mm-hmm. Can you officially still not buy the NES, SNES classic? Yeah. They're, oh, yeah. They're still just. Well, I did want to bring up the SNES classic. Surely you can still find that. that that's, that's impossible to find now. Well, I mean, not for the MSRP. It. Like, you know, you can eBay it, but okay. they're, they're not manufacturing them anymore. Interesting. Well, I was also there's also Genesis the, the Sega Genesis Mini that just came out is also very good. And it's fifty bucks for Black Friday right now. I don't know. I don't know if it comes with two controllers though. It does not, but they sell third party controllers on the cheap. Okay, so that's another option. Yeah, yeah. the SNES Classic is very expensive now. Okay. Ah, oh, that stinks. Yeah, yeah. I was going to recommend that, but what's very expensive? What was it? One hundred eighty-seven <clears throat> bucks on Amazon used. Well, relatively speaking, I guess. It was f- like 50 bucks. I know, relatively speaking. But the SNES Classic is kind of on Switch Online if you end up getting a Switch. You can play a lot of those games. That's right. That way. I think you should buy the Bullet and buy the Switch. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Go with that. That makes it's sense. It's been decided. Also, you can, I guess, subscribe to the SNES service now and just yeah. get all those games yeah, that's what for I said. $5. I mean, you could yeah. get, like, they're gaming on tablets. Did you say that? I'm sorry. <clears throat> yeah. I was that's looking okay. it up. And thanks to services like uh, Apple Arcade, mobile gaming doesn't need to be, you know, mm. really dangerous in-app purchase, in-game ad-filled wasteland for children anymore. Like, mm. you can subscribe to Apple Arcade, and, I, you know, I don't know that a five-year-old's going to like grind Oh, there are, like, like, multiplayer <laughs> games, too? I actually didn't mm-hmm. think about that. Yeah, there are. So there's, uh, I'm trying to think off the top of my head, you know, this Frogger is, like, a really good oh, yeah, family-friendly yeah. game. And so, like, I'm not saying that that's superior or a better option than Just you know, an doing option. a Switch, but it's not going to cost you 300 bucks, and if they already like gaming on their tablet, like... That's true. You know. They Apple understand Arc- that device very Apple well. Apple Arcade has some family-friendly options. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm also going to say two words before we move on. There's nothing to it. <clears throat> These are just two words that I'm saying before we move on to our next topic. Andrew McDade, Raspberry Pi. This is Kevin from Philadelphia. What up, Camp Goose? Hope you're all enjoying the great video games that have come out recently. With Game of the Year coming shortly and the nominees being announced, I have a question. Do game-breaking bugs get considered when voting? I say this because Outer Worlds was nominated while I was loving the game, and it was quickly becoming my Game of the Year until I ran into a game-breaking bug, a dialogue option which would take me on the next game critical mission never happened when talking to Nyoko. There's a fix for that. So I couldn't advance and I would have to go back pretty far to reset. This absolutely ruined the game and made me stop and move on to Death Stranding, which is now my game of the year. No bugs in that one. (laughs) No. So TLDR, if a game has a game-breaking bug, can it really be considered for game of the year? We have a quote. Yeah, oh, sorry. So uh, I wrote our reviews editor who was working from home today uh, and asked for a quote on this. So he says... um, this is Dan Stapleton. And I think what? he's answering the question. Tina, are you massaging all. Ricardo's foot? <laughs> Just you, can, <laughs> you, you can work from I your home? I realize it looks like that. <laughs> I mean, he's uh, been playing for a long we're time. We're going to have to rewind the tape on that one. <laughs> um, so Dan, I think, answered the question, uh, should we disqualify games uh, from being considered for Game of the Year if they have game-breaking bugs? So he says, depends on the bug. If everybody hits it, then that'd be a really hard argument to make. Yeah. If, or sorry, uh, I stated this wrong. He, uh, he answered in reverse. I know. Depends on the bug. If everybody hits it, then that'd be a really hard argument to make. If it's something that not everybody hits, then the, then the people that didn't hit it can certainly make a case for it. So what, what? to still be game of the year yeah, in okay. the running. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So as in, if it's a like universally game breaking bug, then yeah, that that kind of corrupts the experience for everybody. But yeah. if it's just mm-hmm. a fraction of the people in this case, particularly, um, the, I don't remember what the fix was, but there is a fix for like a lot of people were experiencing that, but there is a fix for it. Mm-hmm. So that means it's still in standing for game of the year. But that, if it was that one was completely broken, patched, like yeah. since this letter was written, I think it's actually patched out in a formal way now. too. Yeah. So that's his follow up. He says also if it has a bug when it's released, but that bug 
bug is fixed by the time we vote on game of the year, it isn't relevant. Yeah. It's definitely, you know, bugs are tricky. Like, uh, you know, there was a game, oh, what game was it that Dan reviewed and really liked and um, didn't hit any major bugs? And then everyone on the public, you know, was having major problems. Like the game was majorly buggy, but he didn't, that wasn't his experience. Yeah. And that's all you can review something based off yeah, of. Sure. And the reverse can also happen where like you bag on a game because you hit all these bugs and it crashes on you, but then maybe they're not that common. Maybe you just had bad luck. So, so. I think Fallout 4 was the one that he didn't really have any issues with. And everybody has bugs with Fallout yeah. games. Mm-hmm. They, they experience those. So that was that one. And then Prey, he couldn't beat it. He just couldn't because of a game-breaking bug. And, you know, he couldn't get that sorted by the time the review went up. And he reviewed it negatively that way. Yeah, it's yeah. basically in the condition that it is. But if they do fix it, we can revisit mm-hmm. um, those kind of conversations, especially for Game of the Year. Yeah, yeah. yeah it is tough. Different like- evaluation period. So I guess that's good that we are able to allow people to fix games and still get kudos mm-hmm. for their great games. You know, Fallout's an exception. But generally speaking, the bug year a game is, like, it didn't have as much time. And, like, its polish level usually isn't as high in other areas as well. Mm-hmm. Like, they correlate, right? Like, yeah. But also patches confuse the hell out of things. Like yeah. I played Fallen Order mostly before launch. And then when it did launch, and I think it was a day one or day two patch, um, then it started getting really buggy for me, interestingly enough. So mm. I'm sure they fixed something and something broke else someone. broke. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the game I was thinking of where, uh, by the way, I'm playing Fallen Order and you three were right. It is great. Yeah. Good game. Um, but it is not particularly stable, um, which is unusual yeah. for like a AAA game from a big developer. I, I, I crashed completely out. That Yeah, like yeah. that's crashing Once. crashing to desktop or whatever the console equivalent of desktop is on like PS4. Like I don't think I've ever had a PS4 game crash out entirely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like Jedi's doing it to multiple people in this office. It so. happened to me one one time. One time for me too. Fallout. It just froze and I had to restart. Yeah. It's notable. Unusual. Yeah, unusual, I, yeah. I guess we should de- def- define game-breaking bug too because that isn't a game-breaking bug. No. Yes, yeah. it broke the game for that minute. <laughs> yeah. But a game-breaking bug for us as critics is something that doesn't allow us to progress anymore. We can't finish the rest of the game. And like basically, and there's been no patch or fix. Yeah, You're locked mm-hmm. out of your save. Mm-hmm. What was the Zelda? Was it Zelda uh, Twilight Princess? Twilight you Princess could, had a problem. You could get locked into a room and then if you saved your game and quit, you couldn't exit that room. <laughs> and Ever. There, there and that was can't be a very unusual... Yeah. Uh, Nintendo didn't ever want to patch stuff on the the Wii, but there was some game, I think maybe it was even Smash Brothers, that they worked really hard on like getting like a, a, a patch out and you could like get it from them on like a USB or like a disc or something too, just so they could get it out. They just never wanted to patch games. The classic point. example of a game breaking bug being ET, where you just fall into a hole and that's it. <laughs> I think that's, <laughs> just, the, out of the that's just the ending. <laughs> that's, just the, <laughs> that's just a fail state. Yeah, very poor. I think that's the win state, unfortunately, <laughs> in that game. Game design. Fair. All right, let's move on. This is Charles in Omaha, Nebraska. Says I'm a longtime PlayStation player. While growing up, my family did own an NES and later a Sega Genesis, but it wasn't until we got the original PlayStation while I was in high school that my passion for gaming really took hold. I spent countless hours immersing myself in the worlds of the Final Fantasy games, trying to follow the story. Oh, too bad they get worse and worse, right, Sam? Yeah, I'm just <laughs> trying to sorry follow the story. That'll get a solid installment. Wading knee deep through the nostalgia of the Kingdom Hearts series, got to feel like Batman in the Arkham series, and played Indiana Jones, I mean, Nathan Drake, in all the Uncharted games. All were filled with wonderful moments and memories. Fast forward to the present, me in my late 30s. I have a wonderful family with four kids, a great career as a fundraiser for a national nonprofit, which takes me out of town on a regular basis, and I'm an avid runner. Though I do enjoy some Nintendo Switch with my kids, the time I have to dedicate to gaming is greatly diminished. However, 
as it is still a passion of mine, I like to have one game going that I can go to when I have a few moments to myself. This brings me to my question. I'm trying to determine which game I should tackle once I complete Jedi Fallen Order. Grand Theft Auto V, one of several PS3 classics I miss, mm-hmm. Horizon Zero Dawn, or Death Stranding, the weird Kojima game, because for some reason I like weird Kojima games. I have no doubt I'd enjoy each of these games, but would like to hear your perspectives on which one I should play next. If it helps, I love an immersive world with strong characters and story. It's also great to look back on a completed game and be able to have moments that make you say, man, that was just a lot of fun. So Death Stranding, GTA 5, and Horizon. Horizon Zero Dawn. So I wrote down notes for this. Wow. Um, I thought about this a lot, and I think uh, here's how I'd describe it. If you want like a really funny game, then I think GTA 5 is that. It's like, kind of like a comedy and kind of an action game, uh, if you like that sort of thing. It's got um, a lot of personality. Yeah, and then Horizon Zero Dawn, I think, is an exploration <clears throat> game. More, I know GTA seems that way, but it didn't end up shaking out that way for me, as opposed to Red Dead. Um, I think Horizon is like really about exploration stuff, and I really like that. I think he just mentioned that, immersive world stuff. And more fantasy. Mm-hmm. And then Death Stranding, I think, is part of the conversation right now, and you mm-hmm. feel like you're relevant and part of like a, a the new thing that's happening and like there's still people discovering stuff in that game and it's I think it's fun to be part of that Mm. yeah that's a good way of breaking it down like Death Stranding is still has like a huge sub active subreddit community if that's the kind of thing where you want to like look at funny gifts and and relate to other people we're covering it it every day too yeah and then there's articles you can look at and you can comment on in those feeds too Um, and then yeah I think the the way you broke it down is is pretty apt I would say like there's no rush at this point on GTA Mm. 5 but without any kind of that context consideration I'd say GTA 5 because I think I like it the most of the bunch i think it's got to be gta wow. i think it's a much better game yeah. than the other two mm-hmm. and i think that that game lends itself to the way that he's playing games where like each main story mission in that game is like a little episode like you get a little cutscene at the start and then you're on your way and mm-hmm. the gameplay really repeats mission to mission like each one's a new set piece then you get another little wrapping up cutscene, and then that's it like <laughs> also it's the most immersive world of the three so if that's what he's mm-hmm. angling for that seems like the perfect fit I, I was just thinking about like I played GTA at launch on you know last, last gen, gen yeah and it's like man it might be time to go through that one again mm-hmm. yeah I don't actually don't rem- I definitely did that and I don't think I played it again when it came to current yeah, gen same same I don't think I ever did whole game yeah. can be played in first person now that might be a fun way to go through it again yeah that's pretty funny uh, all right I hope that helps Charles in Omaha Nebraska this is Digger T Rock. That's a uh, uh, um, rare game. Yeah, it's a weirdo game. Rare, uh, I mean, like the, the rare the developer. The developer. Yeah. But it's got some pretty good music. Uh, this is Boosty. What? Cool. Cool name. Boosty says, my question is, why does IGN differ with its review scores? I've seen review scores for Death Stranding vary from IGN USA to IGN Netherlands. I was under the impression that you are one outlet, so there is effectively just one review of a game. Uh, could this be something you discuss on the show? Which score am I to trust? So it depends on your local territory. I suppose if you've like developed a relationship with what, what, which IGN did you mention? Netherlands. Netherlands. It, yeah. So if you've developed a relationship with those writers, cause I would say you might, your taste might differentiate between any of us on the panel and any of us in the office. So if it's a matter of you've read a particular bylines on IGN mm-hmm. Netherlands and that seems to resonate with you, then that's the, like the trust part of this question. That seems like what you should do. You should find mm-hmm. the writers that resonate with you. Um, 
we are for IGN US. We're also part of um, the IGN UK and AU is also part of our company mm-hmm. and part of our voice where you see it on the IGN US site. So those are a team of writers and we select one review reviewer per game. Um, and but that's a matter of like just how our structure is set. And then we have all of these licensees that localize content and do their own kind of thing where they either translate our content or they write their own stories as well. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times like IGN Japan will have stories that we don't necessarily have because they don't really matter to our audience, but it does matter to theirs. So it's just, I guess, localization and mm-hmm. your favorite writers, um, the ones that you seem to resonate with the most. Uh, we actually did an experiment recently for Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order where we wanted to express, even though we do have an official review amongst the IGN UKA U.S. group, uh, we have a lot of people who'd have different opinions, mm-hmm. although maybe they weren't super different <laughs> in the in the uh, Jedi crew because yeah. that game is just great, so yeah. it's hard to defer there. But mm-hmm. that's, that's sort of an experiment for us, and let us know actually what you think about it because we're going to be doing more of those experiments and changing the formatting and changing how they're represented, just seeing what the best way of doing this is. Um, so let us know. Uh, but this is kind of our way of saying like, Here's what Damon's take is and what Damon's personality is, what Damon liked or disliked about the game versus Sam versus me. Um, and just seeing the patterns that kind of come out there so that you what can see me? us as people. Well, you haven't played <laughs> enough to review it yet. Oh, for Jedi. You finished it, right, Jedi Damon? Jedi in particular. I'm yeah. at the very end. Okay, yeah, yeah. Sure. He's close. So tough, he gets, he gets a tough vote. boss fights. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, I mean, like a lot of people didn't like the slide portions, for instance. I mm. didn't have a problem with it at all. But then you might know, like, okay, maybe Tina likes platforming more and like Sam hates it. Which Tina loves sliding. It's actually, it might actually be the opposite. And sliders. <laughs> and sli- sliders for sure, yeah. <laughs> So yeah, the that is to say, burger. like Dan Stapleton, our executive editor of reviews, he likes to constantly remind people that reviews are a personal opinion, um, and we select writers for those reviews that have an expertise on a genre um, or a developer. There's some sort of connection where they can authoritatively talk about that review and give it a score. That's mm-hmm. our official score. But that's not to say that there are people in the office that apparently hated Red Dead 2 um, when they are wrong, when we gave it a 10 out of 10, but you know. That's that's how she's allowed to say that because she's the editor in chief. They are wrong. (laughs) They are wrong. Deeply boring game. (laughs) See, there you go. I didn't. I didn't didn't hate Red Dead Two, but I was. Yeah, there are varying degrees of liking it. I was often bored by it. Yeah. Um. Wait, hold on. That's fair. I wanted to say uh, I really like the point you made about how uh, you should figure out the person you trust and and, like go to them and and figure out like what kind of games they like and stuff like that. I think that's like such good advice for criticism. And I think a lot of like, you know, I see, um, you know, people commenting that, you know, IGN gave it this, like IGN didn't give it that, like it was a reviewer and it's a person that, you know, you can probably look up videos of them talking about other games and look up, you know, what, what games they covered in other ways and everything else they wrote and really get a sense for what their opinion is on a lot of things. I actually really like knowing that there's critics uh, that I work with here that I like so trust their opinion and I know them. It's great knowing them every day and stuff. We want to give you guys that access and make sure that you realize that there's people here that probably have the same taste as you or maybe have so different tastes from you that you you do want to look somewhere else for like whether you make a purchase or not. You should still hear them out because they're really good critics that work here and I'm just honored to work with them every day. Yeah, it's the same with like any kind of creative work that you're looking at. Like everybody has a different perspective. So it's a matter of, hmm, that thing doesn't sound like it would bug me, but clearly it bugged the reviewer for whatever reason and that's fine to have that perspective and I'll judge it based on the words, hopefully. And the score. <laughs> if, if you're someone that played 100 hours of Factorio, you and I... <laughs> that's <along>. your guy. <laughs> you, can, you can trust me. Yes, exactly. 
All right, we have an, uh, an important update on a topic that's been coming up on the show a lot recently. Oh. This, and this comes from Josh McGuire. It's about snacks. Just said, I wanted to add on to the extremely topical topic that in Dragon Quest Eleven on the Switch, you can skip through dialogue using any button, including the D-pad and the left trigger. It doesn't make it. What, what about that touch screen? Maybe you can do that too. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. Just eat your snacks with the other hand. <laughs> Or just wait. What about uh, so he's saying any button? He's not saying every button. Any button. Because what I try to, to hit every button. That's what I try to do when I'm testing like how to skip dialogue. I was just playing a game. I was just talking about this in the office. But like, um, have you like you know you can't skip dialogue in something I was just playing. It was like, have oh. you tried every button? Have you tried hitting oh, them all? It was, at once? it was Jedi Fallen Order. It was Jedi because you can't mm. skip dialogue in that game. And that's mm. the first thing you do. You're like, okay, is it this? Is it this? At least is it this? The, and then least. all of a sudden you're just like gripping the whole thing. Yeah. You're like, ah. Do you, guys you have get to the, try all of it, and then you take a screenshot by accident. Yeah. <laughs> I just post it on Twitter. I get the thing where uh, I don't know if a game's cutscenes can be paused or not, and sometimes I really need to pause. Like I need You're to like, pause. Don't want to skip, it. but I'm afraid yes. to try yeah. to pause it. It's what a if real it fear. It? Yeah, and so then I just end up never even trying to pause the cutscene the whole yep. game. And then usually I'm like, well, this cutscene doesn't seem that <laughs> important. important. Yeah, or like so maybe, maybe it's like at the this end, is the one where so I can test it. So if you skip it, it's okay. Yeah, that's good. Same feels. Josh also has uh, some important information. He has he's uh, ran the numbers and he's figured out a new anagram for Game Scoop. Mm. It is it's go mop a sec. <laughs> <laughs> hey, go mop a sec. <laughs> so I think that should be uh, if punishment. If any of the uh, uh, if anyone at Goose Camp is acting up, they have yeah. to go mop a sec. Go mop a sec. Yeah, yeah. Ricardo's right on the line. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Now let's do Ricardo is on the line. Let's do one more email before we uh, jump into 20 questions. Okay. I tell you this digger music. It's good. This is Aaron from Indianapolis. Just wanted to add on to the Oh no, that's not him. It says Omega Cops, medium time listener, first time writer inner. Listening to last week's cast today, really enjoyed the discussion about Death Stranding. Haven't had a chance to play it yet, but I'm looking forward to digging into it soon. How did he know we were listening to Digger? I don't know. That is really weird. One thing I've noticed in all the coverage of the game is the blatantly over-inclusion of monster energy. Not only being present in the fictional universe, but apparently playing a role in the actual mechanics. I just wanted to get your thoughts on product placement in video games. Do you think it's overall a good or bad trend in modern games, or is it too nuanced a topic to be truly good or bad? What's his name? Aaron. What's his name? Okay. Aaron. Well, Aaron... (laughs) (laughs) That's not what that Thank is. You. I know. It's not product placement in video games. It's video game product placement in podcasts. I have a, I have a Ubisoft water bottle for everyone listening at home. Um, so I think as long as they're not obnoxious and over the top and shoved in your face and part of a game mechanic. Well, first of all, what, how did you feel about it in Death Stranding? It did feel a little obnoxious and over okay. the top and part of a game mechanic because you... But also tongue in cheek, right? Hmm. Well... But like, that's been a Kojima thing. Like he wants to have his cake and eat it too. We're like, ha ha ha. My game's so absurd. And video games are meant to be video games and silly and ridiculous. But then also is in the same breath trying to make these like big points about connecting with other people and the nature of life and death. And I'm like, you got to pick one or the other. Like not take yourself seriously or take yourself seriously. Remember we heard that monster energy drink was the booth at Tokyo game show with dust stranding stuff. So it's like (laughs) that was, he didn't put that in there because he's a big fan of monster energy drink. Now he probably put in the Norman Reedus AMC stuff because he's a big fan of Norman Reedus clearly. But like, I I think the monster stuff was very strange. Placement. I don't think is because he's a big fan of Norman Reedus. I think it's just, he's a big fan of Norman Reedus included Norman Reedus in his game and Norman Reedus wanted to, his new show in his game and there's this like weird breaking of the fourth wall where it's like man this should really have been on ride with Norman Reedus and it's Norman Reedus saying it and it's just a little bit like alright 
I get it. It's pretty weird. Yeah. (laughs) And the fact that the monster energy drinks are right there in your private room every time and you can like take a swig of it and taking a swig yeah. of it and um it's for your stamina i believe if you fill your canteen in water it's monster it's still monster drink. yeah everyone would be furious if this was activision doing it yeah. in a game if That's you got extra point. health by like eating doritos your character did in yeah. call of duty it's, Although I did would be, see somebody would be an outrage. I saw somebody bring up um, the picture of Kojima next to the mock, like you know, the the razor, the mock um, costumed guy, yeah, the, at, like the, the video game Gillette awards Man one year, yeah, something like that. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. So I think Man, that's what it was. Yeah, something like that. So yeah, I think people do point it out. Like it's like the whole Dorito <laughs> Pope thing, of course. I, the, the, explain that because I don't think people know what that is anymore. Do they, they not? Do. They I didn't want to be stuck do. explaining okay, this then, one. No. Well, dude, let's <laughs> look it up. They know. Look it up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there was a there was a whole subplot with voice acting in Final Fantasy 15 about yeah, ramen, the cup noodle. Yep. Oh yeah. Oh that was, yeah. That's why I wanted to point out, like when when product placement in video games started happening, it started happening in sports games, which makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Racing games, sure. billboards and stuff. It's part of the community. Then it started it was being in like, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the arcade game. Pizza Hut's in the background. Yeah, that's true. And then in, uh, Ubisoft started doing it and stuff like Rainbow Six where you, you're be like going through a shopping mall and there'd be ads, you know, which would actually make sense in that space. But it used to be that like fantasy and sci-fi games you never had to worry about product placement anymore. But like you said, Final it's, Fantasy 15. It's unfathomable <laughs> that it's worked its way into fictional science yeah. fiction and fantasy yeah, game exactly. worlds. Yeah. yeah, but that's why 14 was one chick better than 15 <laughs> completely indefensible in that, in that context i know people found it obnoxious in alan wake but i didn't um it, it, i don't remember what, what was it it was the was. energy batteries oh, um, the or yeah yeah exactly oh. energizer. Like, that's energizer yes that's that all one. it was that's all it was and i mean so oh. that one is part of the game mechanic but like you're not i don't know it didn't feel like it was over the top it was just packaging and so i guess if it feels like if it's an advertisement that's just a storefront in an environment and it makes sense that you would see that storefront there like even pizza hut kind of makes sense to me um where it's it's like a yeah. those turtles love their pizza yeah it's not exactly a, it's not a part of the creative vision for the product for the you know the art the game in almost all instances and it's something that's foisted upon them and they're required to do for business reasons yeah it's also the like lingering zooms like and and you'll see this in uh, movies and TV shows too where yep. they're like trying to make it really yeah. emphasized. Oh, it's so bad when they when they're holding a can but they're yeah. holding it a little bit this way yeah. so you can you, see the you label. Do, yeah. so you can see the label. Ford v Ferrari did that recently. They clinked really? Coke cans. Do you know there's a oh, what's the name of it? There's a basically it's a Chinese streaming service. It's sort of like Netflix and they have this technology that lets them change like the beer bottle can change in the show. And so yeah. when someone else buys the sponsorship like they can wow. insert ads into their programming that can be different one, you know, one week to the next. It's like a beer bottle with a little green label on it. <laughs> yeah. For yeah. A green and then it changes to a, it and it changes to a different beer. That's crazy. Well, that's like, and that's totally like Netflix is going to do that. Yeah. I can see that. And there's the Eggo waffles in uh, stranger things already. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Aaron from Indianapolis ends his email with thanks for the great conversation every week. Always look forward to 20 questions. I think I've only gotten one or two wrong in a year and a half of listening. Okay. Oh, same. Well, Nice. Oh. <laughs> I think he's uh, he's flexing on you guys there. Yeah. Which speaking of, Ooh. still digger. That brings us to video game twenty questions. First, a rejection. Robert from Florida recommended Full Tilt Pinball. Mm. I think it's a PC pinball game from the mid nineties, and I don't. Would think, you have gotten it? I don't think anybody would have gotten that. No, I wouldn't have. But Sean from Detroit ish. Provides our real suggestion this week. So, All right, let's get the skeleton in a new position and get going. 
Let the questioning <laughs> begin. <laughs> That's a good position, actually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Traditional. Let's do it. All right, Damon, you can count off the 20 questions on this, okay, <laughs> on this little finger. Classic game scoop salute. Yep. Mm-hmm. Who's, who's uh, oh, who wants to kick it uh, <clears throat> Did this game start with one of the letters of the alphabet? Oh, come on. <laughs> okay. Because it could be a number in 1942. You can't wait. Oh, I, yeah, that's fair. All right. Did this come out before 2000? Yes. After 1990? Yes. 90s game. Mm-hmm. Was it licensed? Yes. Okay, I got this in five questions. <laughs> Does this game star? Uh, well, if it's licensed, it surely is. I was going to ask if it has human, it's about human beings. But if it's licensed, it almost certainly is. Is it based off a... Right. Uh, there um, could be lions in it. That's true. Is it based off a movie license? Yes. Ooh. Is this an animated movie? No. That's five. It's not Lion King. Yeah. So more on the Star Wars wrong. Uh, what if it's Park? 007? Sorry? Is this a 16- oh, was this originally a 16-bit game? No. There we go. Okay. But it is a 90s game. Did this come on a disc? Yes. So PS1 or 2, maybe? Or Dreamcasties. Can't be PS2. Sega it's got to be, be PS1. Well, yeah, or Sega CD, something weird like that. But PS1. Is this a PlayStation 1 game? Yes. Okay. Okay. Um, we got I don't two. really know licensed PlayStation 1. <laughs> Tina's got no, you guys like cleared out all the, yeah. the intro ones. I'm trying to think if I should go genre now. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to narrow down the license. You do you. Do you. Sure, sure. <laughs> uh, are there shooties in this game? No. Okay. Because I was thinking there was like James Bond. Wow, what kind of clue is that? <laughs> it means it's a we're future narrowing it down. with no guns. <laughs> Does it, this play, take place in the past? Yes. What are you laughing for? That, that was the implication, and I picked up on it, and then we went with it. So okay, so PS One, the, all the ones I'm thinking of, like PS Two, like there were the Lord of the Rings PS Two games, and like you know weird mm-hmm. stuff like that, or PS One games based off a, a non animated movie license, where that's set in the past. Red. Dead? No, that was based off a like what movies? Were no, no, they? I know, I know. I was just thinking westerns, and it's not yeah. yeah, but it's not shooty, so it's farther past than that. Oh yeah, that's right, that's right. Okay. I assume we can assume it's a real life past, not like a fictional, like super fictionalized fantasy. Yeah. No dragons. Yeah. Um. I, yeah. Hmm. My this daughter. is weird. This is weird. I can't picture what this would be at all. Can I tell you a cute story about my daughter? While I'll, we I'll, save, I'll save it until after 20 questions. Okay. Um, well, you want to narrow down license. Yeah. I, I don't even know where to... Uh, well, okay. Was this game developed in, the, in Japan? No. This seems like it's really obscure. doesn't help me. Uh, is this movie well regarded? Are we sure it's a movie? Uh, yeah. Yeah. We said movie and then we said uh, not okay. animated movie. Okay. Yeah, this... This game is not based on any particular movie. It's sort of like a movie Ooh, license. a universe. But the license is, is well-regarded, yes. Do they make like a PS1 Home Alone game or something weird like that? Well, that's for the first but, thing I went to for past well-regarded yeah. movies. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Yeah. I love that. Um, what's like a classification of movies that take place in the past that's popular? I mean, I, 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 everything's, everything fantasy is so contemporary. Street right Fighter, now. the movie, the game. Uh, oh, uh, maybe Jumanji. it's a, maybe it's like Jumanji. A, I don't know. That's, that's technically that's, that's, wait. No, that's not set in the past. He's from the past. Yeah, and it's set in the past. Now could it be like that's a true. Japanese setting or and they're shooting? But it's not developed in Japan. But yeah, it still could be a Japanese setting. 
There's well, there's no shooties. Could it, of movies. Are there movie licenses that are platformers? Should we ask further genre questions? Star Wars is in the past. Oh, yeah. But there's shooties in it. Not always. Well, there was that fighting game. Oh, yeah. That's a good point. That, I think it still has Chewbacca has his crossbow in it. Yeah. Is this a Star Wars game? Yes. Nice. <laughs> I think it's Masters of Terrace Kasi. Yeah, me too. Is this a fighting game? Yes. It's the Star Wars Masters of Terrace Kasi. Yes. Wow. <laughs> nice, Justin. Why do we always get hung up on the past? Thing? Yeah. The Star Wars that's license. Nice. Yeah, that's happened yeah. before. Yes, it has. <laughs> uh, yeah, Star Wars Masters of Terrace Kasi. 1997, uh, developed and published by LucasArts. Fighting game. Maybe one of them has a special attack where you shoot a gun, but yeah. Yeah, Chewbacca has his bowcaster. Mostly a fighting game where Luke Skywalker and mm-hmm. Princess Leia can fight punch each other in the face but it's in universe you know they yeah. figure it out yeah. i think the more time that passes i used to think it was really cheesy that star wars had this weird version of technology where there was no internet and no computers and like all the technology is all old and bulky <laughs> yeah but now the longer the star wars license is around and the more like you know now that we have stuff like mandalorian i've actually come to appreciate that like it's just presenting a different vision for like what yeah like, <laughs> you know like they have space travel but they don't have computers yeah. for example yeah well like they have computers but not like you not know email saying. though yeah apparently. exactly no email um well uh ricardo's about he's Do getting a little a, restless Do we have a hard mode i think it, i think ricardo needs to <laughs> i think it's nap time i think it's nap time for ricardo yeah for hard mode it's full tilt pinball great <laughs> well <laughs> um, you could have given me that just now after saying it 10 minutes ago and i would have gotten it <laughs> Justin, what was your cute story? Oh, well, Tino's talking about like a fictional version of the past versus a real version of the past. And uh, my daughter's been looking at a lot of Dungeons and Dragons. She loves to look at the Dungeons and Dragons <clears throat> monster manual every night yeah. before bed. Mm-hmm. And then she flips past. She says, not sp- spooky enough, not spooky, not spooky enough. enough. And she wants to stop on the spooky ones and have me explain to her all about the spooky ones. Cool. And so I'm saying, I'm like, you know, this ghost can go through walls and it can sense what you're, and, I'm, and then I stop every like few I'm like, just so you know, this is all pretend, right? Like, this is all just like a fun thing for a game. None of it's real. And she's like, yeah, I know, I understand. She's like, except unicorns and pegasuses, they're real. <laughs> yep. And then Don't I'm like- shatter that dream for Well, her. and then I, I kind of like, <laughs> it's a weird moment for a dad. I, I had to be like, and then I, cu- I couldn't do it. I'm like, well, you know, no. It's pegasi. Yeah. <laughs> First of all, it's pegasi. Um, and then I'm like, no, they're not real either. And she's like, yes, they are. They live up in the clouds. <laughs> anyway, that's my anecdote is she's willing to accept that, uh, you know, all the other beasties and the orcs and the drow elves and all that stuff is fake. But Pegasi, nah, man, they're real. It's cute. That's that's fair. <laughs> that's fair. All right. Well, I uh, hope everyone out there has a great Thanksgiving holiday. Uh, we are certainly thankful for all of you that tune into the show. Yeah, thanks every so week. much for listening. We yeah, really enjoy sure. doing this every week, and we really appreciate that you are all here listening to yeah. us, and that we can be hanging out with you. Absolutely. That was all Ricardo, actually. Absolutely. Yeah, it was Ricardo speaking. speaking no, when he speaks, Sam. he goes like this. <laughs> that's that's totally how he would talk. <laughs> Uh, that's all the scoops we have here this week. Thank you, Justin. Thank you, Sam. Thank you, Tina. Thank you, Ricardo. My name is Damon. This is IGN Game Scoop, and we're out. <laughs>
sound so far away You should have seen it coming You found out yesterday